0: To a place for film the official IU Cinema Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Rao, and joining me as always is my co-host, David Carter. David.
1: Hello. Hello. Welcome everybody to a very special bonus episode of the podcast. Whoa. Uh I I texted Elizabeth and was just like, I don't know. It it's nice that the holiday fell on a weekend this year, so like people can just kind of relax, and I was just like, I knew I wasn't busy today, and I felt like the our holiday episode was delightful and great, but I was like, I just want us to do a little something extra for people while they relax between now and, uh, Janu- and New Year's Eve and New Year's, so we thought we'd just kind of catch up on some of the very exciting uh, streaming releases that happened over the holiday. We talk a lot about streaming correct elizabeth and the theatrical experience. Yeah. Correct. But <laughs>
0: especially this year.
1: Yes. Um and we've been very doom and gloom about it, but we decided like like we will participate in the, you know, like I I haven't just been excited to watch a new movie the day it's come out in a super long time. So, we decided to watch uh from our two favorite streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> uh hbo max's release of uh wonder woman 1984 uh patty uh the patty jenkins gal Gadot vehicle and uh disney pixar's soul uh pixar's first film with an african-american protagonist and incredible music and lots of nice things so, yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: So, you know, this isn't a format we're going to do regularly, but we're just like, "Eh, we might as well talk about them. It feels like one of those things everyone is going to watch at least these two movies. If we could have watched Promising Young Woman, I'm pretty sure we would have.
0: I want to watch it. Yes, I would have (laughs)
1: watched that Christmas Day. That would have been perfect, unfortunately. I think Monster Hunter is out. I'm not positive, but I keep seeing people tweeting about it. I am interested in that type of garbage. (laughs) <laughs> but I I didn't know what the situation with that is. I'm also just kind of reluctant to pay 19.99 for a rental, if I'm gonna be very honest. So yeah, no, hey, I
0: better be buying that if I'm gonna pay that much. I'll for just it. say
1: this to you know, no one of import listens to our podcast, but I think people can agree. If this is the future, then you're gonna have to get those day and date like pay money releases to be like 9.99 or you know 12.99. Because yeah. a lot of the country does not usually pay New York City prices for movie theater tickets, so right, gonna... it's
0: only going to be helpful for families.
1: Yes, very, very much only helpful for families. Uh, I am a single, I'm a single man who uh, typically <laughs> <laughs> buys buys movies on their own. So yes, that would be very nice for me. But which which should we talk about first, Elizabeth? Which one are you itching? Because I think we have we feel similar on both movies. So all I will say is, do you want to start positive or less positive?
0: Let's end positive.
1: Okay, there we go. So the first movie we'll be talking about is Wonder Woman 1984. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago.
0: You? So many times, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And
1: so why shouldn't it be?
0: All you need is to watch. Think about finally having everything you always wanted.
1: I can save today, but you can save the world. Steve.
0: Ooh, obviously spoilers for both these. Yeah, we're just gonna fully talk about (laughs) these movies.
1: Like this is not like a like we want you to go out and see both these movies. Mostly because even though we liked one of them a lot, you're gonna see them anyway, or you're not gonna see them at all. I feel like it it truly is that. Um Elizabeth, this movie is uh, okay. So, Starting we, we, off. let's let's give some context. <laughs> this is a sequel to the 2000, 2017 a superhero film also directed by Patty Jenkins starring Gal Gadot. Uh, Okay,
0: I'm just realizing that we waited three years for this.
1: Yes, we waited three years for this movie. This didn't come out that much longer than what its intended release date was supposed to be, which I think was supposed to be July of this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yes. Uh, Yes, this is the follow-up, and this is part of Warner Brothers' uh, DC division trying to continue to extricate and further confuse their branding uh, as to how these, all their superhero films work or don't work within the same universe. Uh, it's been, it's been all over the place. Sometimes to my delight as someone who likes comic books, sometimes mm-hmm. to my annoyance as a person who likes a coherent theatrical movie going <laughs> experience. Um, and uh, this is their, uh, they've uh, she's decided to time skip forward to the year 1984 because wonder woman is an an immortal being i'm pretty sure Mm. uh and uh we this was originally supposed to come out in july got delayed until christmas of this year um trying to capitalize off of the fact that people will be home and kids will want to watch a superhero movie it is uh even the first one was trying to be less in this umbrella of Zack snyder films this is even Mm -hmm. more so a bright poppy light uh fun movie i've heard people compare it to richard donner's superman movies the first two christopher reeve Mm -hmm. uh movies uh which in on paper sounds nice because i like those uh movies uh in reality they're probably closer to richard lester's superman movies superman's three and four (laughs) the ones that are um not so good uh Elizabeth. Yeah. What was how did you enjoy Wonder Woman 1984? What was your experience like watching this new motion picture?
0: Um I enjoyed watching Chris Pine find out about the 80s.
1: Yes, there's there's a nice little fish out of water <laughs> element. They they reverse the roles from the first movie cuz she's the fish out of water in that one and this one he is. So, he uh, looks
0: good in uh, 80s fashion. He yeah. He can pull it off really well.
1: Yeah, so I guess spoilers... Well, not spoilers because it's in the trailer. Chris Pine is not dead anymore.
0: Right. That's... See that's like a big thing. Okay, so and we need I to, was very confused why it was in the trailer when I first saw the trailer like a long time ago because I was like, "This is a big thing." You're telling me right off the bat that I did not expect.
1: Well, because then they they wouldn't know how else to really cut the trailer because he's such a big <laughs> part of it. Like he's such a big part of this movie. This is not like a one off scene. This is yeah. fully. He is back under the. Okay, so the plot to this movie, if anyone, <laughs> if I can best sum it up, is that. Uh. It's 1984. Diane is working at a museum. Mm -hmm. Things are cool. Pedro Mm -hmm. Pascal, who you may know as the Mandalorian and many other great roles, uh, is playing Ricardo Montalban by way of Donald Trump, essentially. (laughs) Because I just want to point out, uh, Pedro Pascal does not have an accent and he is very much doing like some Ricardo Montalban-esque like thing and he is an he is a man who wants to have more and more and more he's an oil tycoon and uh Diana finds a stone along with uh Kristen Wig who is in this movie mm-hmm. as one of the other antagonists uh they that they find they essentially accidentally happen to find out that the stone grants which wishes which is a very DC comic thing where magic is just a thing where granting wishes is a thing which i kind of enjoyed uh and so Kristen Wig wishes to be exactly like Diana Wonder Woman. She doesn't realize what that means, so she gets superpowers, and then she just
0: thinks she's gonna be like tall and hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Which I guess people got mad on Twitter or something this week about the fact that like a lot of superhero movies do this trope where it's like the there's always a villain who has like frizzy hair and glasses. Who mm-hmm. wants to become hot and powerful eventually? Uh, you know, as we've talked about in our Batman Returns, uh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there have been a lot of people who've been funny enough being like, uh, "I like the trope and think it's good." <laughs> <laughs> it's um, but she gets that, and then Pedro Pascal makes himself into the stone, meaning that he can grant other people's wishes, but it's a monkey's paw thing, where. After he grants their wishes, he gets something in return that they weren't expecting, because uh, mm. it takes so much out of him to be the wishing stone. So that's the premise of our movie, um, and then it's um a it's kind of a bunch of silly hot garbage, honestly. Like I, I, it's a mess. It like it truly is a mess. Um, we haven't even gotten to the fact that Kristen Wiig turns into a cheetah lady, which I should be delighted by, but the execution <laughs> of it is not great. Um, there's, uh, a, there's some horrifying implications about how Chris Pine comes back, which people have been
0: mm.
1: tweeting about, and I actually largely agree that like, because this is a movie aimed at children, it's something I feel like they probably shouldn't have made a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, if you're listening to see, don't care about the spoilers, is that chris pine comes back but in the body of a different person yeah as in like
0: to everyone but diana this is not at all what steve looks like
1: yes like it looks like a different guy and because it is and they uh and they consummate their love once again so there is some weird implication where essentially steve trevor is a demon possessing this man's body and then wonder woman is kind of having her way with yeah. it, uh, not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's also some uh, things people have brought up, which I, I think is a little too messy of a thing, but I think the the correlation is too powerful to ignore, where it's um, uh, Gal Gadot served uh, in the Israeli Defense Force. At one point in this movie, there is a, they are Egyptian, but they are coded as a Saudi Arabian, like, you know, uh, leader of some sort, and that they are at war with a neighboring country, which they have mm-hmm. ideological um, uh, problems with. Seems like they've been warring a long time. Uh, and at one point, Gal Gadot rescues two children from the opposing side. It it's too close to the Israeli Palestinian conflict, and given the star's history. It doesn't bode well for a scene in a movie like that.
0: Like, are they just so disconnected from reality? Everyone involved in making this and with any decision-making power, all of them are just so disconnected from any discourse that they're like, this seems like something no one's going to have an issue with.
1: Yeah, it's honestly like, well, because someone pointed out it's so insane that it honestly has to be intentional to an extent because it's like if you are right. gal gadot your initial knee thing would probably be like a we need to stay afar as far away from this as possible for an image reasons mm-hmm. but because it's such a on-the-nose parallel it's people are like it almost kind of reads like propaganda in that like someone is pushing a, an a, you know a an agenda that isn't you know an agenda that should be being pushed in a vertically integrated superhero movie aimed at mm-hmm. uh, children's. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, we haven't even... These are, like, the more, like, political, philosophical problems. The movie is just, like... it, a, nothing, a, nothing happens, <laughs> and then a, a, lot of thing hap- a lot of things happen simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Gal Gadot has quite figured it out as a movie star...
0: How to um, emote?
1: Yes, correct. Um, mm. Which is a big problem in a movie in which you're supposed to like your lead a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is she is the titular Wonder Woman. Uh, and it, it is a bummer that r- truly the shining, you know, like a uh, grace of this movie is that Chris Pine is such a fun actor and he does a good job. But that's like kind of, Telling if you're of your movie if that's the case that like the person who died in your last movie come has to essentially come back and kind of save it
0: yeah yeah
1: and right. Like,
0: like imagine if that had just not like i mean i kind of like when you cast chris pine in this kind of a role and you kill him off in the first movie just like knowing how Holly hollywood works like you kind of, like i was kind of expecting even before it was confirmed like they're gonna find a way to get him in this movie.
1: Yes. Um, it's kind of a bummer, too, because, like, for all the problems I do have with the first Wonder Woman, I do think it's a solid film in that, like, they give him a great moment to go out on. Yeah, so I
0: liked it, the first one a lot, which yeah. makes this one even more of a bummer.
1: Yes. It's just, yeah. Um, like, we didn't even get into, like, the thematics of the movie, which are, like, kind of okay and that, like, they're... It's about greed versus, like, truth. It's just, like, stuff going on. It's just on. so
0: cheesy, it, which it, I think is where the Superman comparison comes yes, from. Yes,
1: but it doesn't It doesn't have whatever that X factor that Superman, Richard Donner's Superman has, which is, like, mm-hmm. one we, like I said, our Gal Gadot has some problems, so, like, that's already kind of hard to connect with. And also, the first Superman is a streamlined plot, where it's an origin story and then it's a very streamlined, like Lex Luthor want, wants to run a real estate scheme where he takes over California. And you're like, great, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, this one is like, I love comic books and I love DC comic books and I like the Shazam, like there is magic in this world and it's kind of silly and you kind of just have to go with it because once again, these are books written for children and that you kind of, I enjoy that goofiness. The wish thing in this movie like like i give marvel a lot of grief about the infinity stone thing at Mm -hmm. least there's like consistent rules involved you can buy into the mcguffins like even if Mm -hmm. they don't completely make sense like as far as like what exactly they do but like whatever the cinematic like storytelling skill is involved with like selling that to an audience where you suspend your disbelief Mm -hmm. is is has nowhere to be seen in wonder woman there's a stone Uh it grants monkeys paw wishes at one point millions possibly millions of people are all making wishes at the same time and it doesn't make sense if you like stop and think about it from like any sort of standpoint like because as my partner pointed out to me she was like well what if someone wished for world peace wouldn't that negate so many of the other wishes and she's like you right. can't tell me one person wouldn't wish for world peace <laughs> or right. like there's
0: at least one good person out there who yeah. doesn't wish that their partner they've been yelling at is dead yeah. like one guy does <laughs> yes He's like i wish you'd just die and she just drops dead yes
1: it's just it, it, and like that's and more... then
0: and then they all go i renounce my wish i renounce my Which wish. Is the, most ridiculous thing they were all saying it and i was like what
1: yeah because she uses the lasso of true it's look we pointed we both admitted that we both love superhero movies and marvel movies we are not snooty about this in the least this is one of those things where i'm like like man this stuff is silly and garbage and i don't enjoy it (laughs) like it kind of like it leaves that bad taste in your mouth where you like Mm -hmm. you feel bad for having experienced it um i i don't want to get into the discourse about the rating of the film and all that stuff i just want to judge it on its own merits and uh i think she did get patty jenkins did sign up for a third one i wish her the best of luck uh yeah because this is a situation where it's like good first film train wreck second film i think she should get another shot if we're going by typical hollywood standards Mm -hmm.
0: um aka standards for white men
1: exactly um i just hope she's got a better team behind her this time and like man even the Hans Zimmer reusing music from the movie Sunshine is a bummer
0: I wish I had seen Sunshine so I could know what everyone's talking about it's
1: Chris Pine's theme in the movie I've I've noticed it immediately like okay they it's clearly like they temp tracked something and they fell in love with it so much that they just decided to keep it like, mm-hmm, yeah. it's it's one of those situations, like, which is why I'm like, man, I really wish more directors wouldn't temp-track their movies, because <laughs> then you get situations like this. Um, yeah. So, any final thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984 so we move on to something more positive?
0: um Wish there had been 80s music. Yes. I think they missed out
1: Correct. on a,
0: a chance to do that, which is disappointing just like the whole thing um Pedro Pascal gave a good performance yes
1: it's a great he does exactly what he has he was asked to do which was like Mm -hmm. you need to be a screaming megalomaniacal maniac he
0: was really good at it yes
1: (laughs) like you and
0: I did I saw someone commented which is more than Marvel does a lot of the time but like you at least got to flesh out these villains a little bit yes um whether, although the issue of th- just throwing Kristen Wiig to the side for the second half of the film is it's, a thing. It's
1: insane. It's such a, like a, anyway, sorry.
0: But yeah, because I was like watching, I was like, oh, okay, she's like already met her and they're talking their friends and then like she was just gone. And I was like, wait, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, she is truly an afterthought, which is so weird because this movie should, it's one of those situations like, well, this should have been one or the other. This mm-hmm. truly should not have been both villains in a movie because it they it's an afterthought that they even team up at some point in the movie
0: right and it does not fit like the
1: motivate like their motivate her motivation is so flimsy it doesn't make any sense so
0: david you final thoughts
1: uh my final thoughts on this movie is that um if they do successfully make a third one i hope it's much better uh i enjoy you know george perez is like a famous comic book artist who had a run on wonder woman in the 80s which mm-hmm. they pulled a lot from this movie. I think it's, I think it's cool seeing some of those images on screen. Uh, but I would just say, if you have access to, uh, you know, digital comics or a library, just go and read George Perez's Wonder Woman run. It's great.
0: Yeah. Did you watch the after credit scene? Because I turned it off. I after, did. And I forgot.
1: I did watch the after credit scene. <laughs> it with,
0: was cute.
1: It is cute, but it is one of those things where I'm like. Uh, it's another thing where i'm like well that should have just been in the movie she's just been a character in the movie like i don't care if it's a thing that you possibly are setting up for a third movie maybe or if it's just a winky little like thing i don't know yeah i wasn't i wasn't i had to
0: explain it to ryan why it was cute yes (laughs) he was like Um, i don't know who these people
1: are uh yeah so wonder woman 1984 we should talk about as quickly as possible, but in nice, delightful terms. Pete Doctor's neck new Pixar film, Soul. What would you want to be known for on Earth? We only have a short time on this planet. You wanna become the person that you were born to be? Don't waste your time on all the junk of life. What am I doing? Spend your precious hours doing what will bring out the real you. The brilliant, passionate you. That's ready to contribute something meaningful into this world. I got the gig. I really need a haircut today, man. Can you fit me in? Whoa, whoa, sorry. Jamie Foxx and uh, Tina Fey and Graham Norton Graham Norton <laughs> Richard Ayoade uh, you know
0: Angela Bassett Angela I Bassett. I didn't even realize was her the whole movie
1: yes um, it's uh, this is a Pixar's new film uh, it's it is one of the now I consider rare non-sequel Pixar movies because mm-hmm. um, Pixar is so much in like their sequel phase at this but point, but sort
0: of a spiritual sequel.
1: Kind of a spiritual like sequel to Inside, Inside Out. Out. Yes, same director, Pete Doctor. Who for me, there are two great directors at Pixar. It's Pete Doctor and Brad Bird. Those are the two ones where I'm like, everything they make are, everything they make is great. I enjoy all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. And Inside Out was like it for me personally. Not take away from me that Inside Out was the last time I really enjoyed a Pixar movie. Where I was like, I think this is just good. I have mm-hmm. no, I have very few complaints about it. It made me cry at the right times in the movie, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and I enjoy, you know, like this is a movie about a man who is a middle school music teacher, or is it middle? Yeah, it's middle school because yeah, because one of the girls says she's twelve years old at one point. Um, middle school music teacher who's also an accomplished jazz musician in new york and one day he gets his big break from an old student of his asking him to come play with like a famous saxophonist the audition goes well uh he thinks his life's about to turn around he can finally pursue his dream of being like a gigging musician and then he immediately dies which (laughs) he falls into a manhole and dies um which is obviously you know if you've seen movies like defending your life you have a general idea of what the structure of this movie is of like going to the afterlife in it being like this you know more bureaucratic than it is this whimsical mm-hmm. uh place uh you know and he meets a yet unborn spirit played by tina yeah. fey okay
0: those little baby spirits are so cute. they though.
1: are very cute <laughs> you also get a nice little joke little like meta pixar joke of people cursing in a movie which is funny (laughs) i was losing my mind it was Uh, so funny um and uh like she doesn't really want to be born into anything uh and he just desperately wants to get back to his body uh because it's in a coma because he hasn't quite crossed over yet um and honestly this one i kind of don't want to spoil because i kind of want people to draw their own opinion about the middle section of the movie Mm -hmm. which is not advertised in any way um yeah they keep it a secret it's one of those like uh let me put it this way if you've seen princess and the frog you can maybe know where this movie is going (laughs) which is another unfortunate (laughs) parallel to have to draw when
0: it happened i was like no
1: again (laughs) um but outside of that second act which you know i'm sure people will be arguing out about online because i've heard arguments for and against it honestly at this point Mm -hmm. that i'm i'm willing to give the movie the benefit of the doubt on it i just found as a viewer and as a black person watching this movie it would have been nice if that if this thing didn't happen like if this wasn't the case in the middle of the movie and that became kind of the way he has to figure out the characters have to figure out their own self-discovery and things like Mm -hmm. that like yeah yeah how how did you feel about this movie because I want to talk about the music last which is the highlight of the movie for me but how did you feel about this movie
0: um I overall I felt good obviously much better than the other one um the first half I do. Like, I would agree, like, the first half is the better half, maybe? Uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I went into it having seen some people's reactions. Like, just like, I spent the Christmas with my parents. Um, just my parents. I spent Christmas with my parents. And so that wasn't something that we did on Christmas Day was watch these movies. um but inevitably as i cannot stay off of twitter i saw them because i mean all i follow are like people i know and like film people so like i saw plenty of takes and i knew something was gonna happen and i saw some people talking about it i didn't know exactly what was gonna happen Uh, i'm still surprised at that um unfortunately but so I, I was more prepared for it, I guess, than everyone else who yeah. watched it the first day. But it doesn't make it any better. Um. <laughs> Once again, this
1: is not like a disaster choice. <laughs> it's more just like a you scratch your head at it because it's from a company that had literally pulled the same thing 10 years ago with yeah. their other first black protagonist movie. But that was in 2D animation and at Disney Studios. And this is at Pixar. Uh, yeah,
0: and it's like how? I mean, it's kind of like Wonder Woman eighty four. How how it's like how was there not a single person in the room that was like, wait a minute, guys, like
1: we can't do this again? I mean, also, right. I mean, I'm tipping my hand even further on this. We had a movie come out late last year that did this with Will Smith called Spies in Disguise.
0: Oh my gosh! I <laughs> like that, that movie existed exactly.
1: So it's just it's just a weird, it's a weird it's a weird trend to have any movies, but it is. I. I think personally, I think this movie does a great job about exploring like artistic want versus, you know, personal need. I think that is a very big thing artists and creative people struggle with a lot, like pursuing like their absolute dream versus, you know, doing the thing that actually makes them happy that's still within Mm -hmm. that realm and I I think it's a good I think it's a good movie about that it's also a good movie about finding your purpose which is what Mm -hmm. Tina Fey's character is going through um but the real highlight of this movie is that one it looks gorgeous
0: it's so pretty. The Like both in the, the, the real world. The grass stuff that real, he falls on, I was like, I want to lay on that yeah. for the rest of my life.
1: The grass stuff, the the real world New York looks incredible. Like the golden light, like the black characters actually look like black characters. Their <laughs> skin's actually lit. Like cra- they have
0: facial expressions. They have facial
1: expressions. <laughs> it, they look different Like from each other. People have been talking about that barber a lot. In certain mm, insert- hot barber, t- hot barber. <laughs> uh, on Twitter a lot, um, but then like so one I'm like well I'm sad I didn't get to see this on the big screen because it would have been yeah. But then two all the music rules this has a three person score from Trent oh. Reznor and Atticus Ross who are partners who worked a lot together. They most famously did music for like the Social Network and all of mm. all of uh, David Fincher's movies from like the past ten years. Um, they did the Watchmen TV show music like they're, mm. you know, they and, you know, they are a composing duo like to be reckoned with. Uh, and then John Baptiste did all of the jazz music in the movie. And you only really hear snippets of things or it's in the background when it's not the score. It is the jazz music. But mm-hmm. I don't know if there, like there probably is a soundtrack out for this. But like I can't wait to listen to the full versions of these songs because like it's just rare to watch like a movie where the jazz music sounds like contemporary and modern mm-hmm. and not in like a, Oh, it's trying to be weird and experimental. It's like legitimately just like the type of music that jazz musicians are actually composing today. And mm-hmm. it has a band in it. That is like a typical New York jazz quartet. I don't know. It was just nice. as Someone who went to school for that to watch an animated kids movie. Like I I'm thought like, of you while I was watching. <laughs> and like, I'm actually not even that big of a, a, a person about like accuracy movies i like the movie whiplash and like jazz musicians have tons of uh, like problems with that movie but Mm -hmm. it is nice that someone actually like put in the effort they're like uh no this is a movie set in today it's not gonna sound like you know like jazz that could have been from any era like it's a movie about today with like contemporary thoughts and sounds and things like that so i enjoy it like great can't wait to listen to the soundtrack this would be one Mm -hmm. i would love to like if someone wanted to reprogram in their theater if they could pull it away from disney's clutches to just show them like an art house (laughs) yeah i would love to see it um Mm -hmm. and i think the voice cast does a a great job like i feel like pixar is one of those like weird studio things where like you don't think about the voice performances as they're happening because they're celebrities Mm
0: -hmm. or
1: whatever but you know i thought this was i thought this was a great i don't know yeah,
0: I mean, I would agree with you. I think the music is definitely one of the strongest points. I felt like the music in the like afterlife place or like before life and afterlife places that music was really like unique and fit this the space. Yes. And kind of like I don't know, there's like an existential part of this movie that like kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um. <laughs>
1: yes, I mean it does. It does. I mean we haven't really talked about the afterlife stuff very much, but like you know, like I, I, just to bring it up, defending your life for a matter of life and death, like it does grapple with like you know the what the afterlife is or could be, like. Mm-hmm. And it, it you know, it does get into those existential questions, you know, at a child's level. But, you know, still asking the questions <laughs> that you extrapolate out in your brain as an adult. So I think, yeah, pretty, I think pretty cool. Um, Well, we, we should wrap it up. But do you have any final thoughts on Soul? And yeah, any final thoughts for the year?
0: Um, Final thoughts on Soul. I'll probably rewatch it. I hope that it gets better in my head when I rewatch it. Um, I want to protect the little uh, trombone player girl at all costs. Yeah,
1: I loved her also because like from a real world perspective, I'm like, dang if you if a if you had a 12 year old student who actually could play that well you would be like we're gonna get you a scholarship to a better school (laughs) like
0: to go to a school where people don't make fun of you for this yeah
1: like (laughs) you are a you are clearly a prodigy because you are 12 and you are playing lines that like me a 30 year old have trouble like coming up with (laughs) so uh um, but yeah what about you uh i i recommend it i I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd with a heart, which means I enjoy it with a heart, which means I will definitely watch this again. I hope it does grow um, Mm -hmm. in my brain. I think I've seen some criticisms that are like pretty valid about it, but I, I remember thinking about it yesterday, the day after I'd watched it and it still remained as solid in like a new light of day, like past the like excitement of just having watched a new movie. So Mm -hmm. recommend it Disney plus check it out um yeah well that's gonna do it for us uh tune in next year this is definitely our last. Yeah, ice-
0: sayonara 2020 yeah
1: t- sayonara we we will be back with either uh we don't know exactly what yet i mean definitely probably some sort of spring preview possibly um Ooh. Pro- possibly some sort of you know films of the year picks even though we're behind but we'll we'll <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get to it maybe even like awards talk stuff i don't know but we'll definitely oh, be yeah. trying some we're gonna try some new things in 2020 i just don't know what those are yet because i still have vacation brain so yeah uh but yeah that is gonna do it for us on a uh, place for film we'll see you at the movies good night
0: good night